0: I did exactly so, what I like in char- from characters in movies and stuff, where you say yeah. something and you go, what? Like the whole like <laughs> thing. You're like, Mudhorn. I'm like, Mudhorn? Mudhorn?
1: What? Who, what are these? Who are these?
0: Yeah, it's like my favorite <laughs> line from The Simpsons is when uh, the kid goes, and then the baby looked at me, and it's like, baby, looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unnecessary line. I just love it. Like. <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> Is that like the sitcom like the those uh the noises that aren't lyrics but they make the they they really bring the song together right like the Oh for sure should... Yeah like the the scattered Yeah I love
0: those
1: It's a I mean... mini mini the moocher but for sitcoms <laughs>
0: Yeah it's like a the Sesame Street follow that bird we're like, you need to be a birds of your own kind. And then a bird in the background goes, own kind. And you're like, own yep. kind. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> mudhorn. <laughs> mudhorn? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if I had a Star I, Wars sitcom, that's what would happen. It was like someone was like, yeah. there's a mudhorn outside. like, mudhorn outside. <laughs> mudhorn? What?
1: Uh, there really needs to be like a Mr. Belvedere Star Wars style. Or just some just outlandish sitcom. Like I mean, uh
0: it's destined to happen one day.
1: It's gonna maybe and if it if if uh if Taika Waititi can do it, then maybe it'll be uh be worthwhile.
0: But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. Oh, you're worried about a show that doesn't exist yet?
1: Yep. That's what Star Wars that's what being a Star <laughs> Wars fan is all about. Worrying about something that isn't actually real and it hasn't yeah, happened and whether have to or create not it will mess to... with canon yeah
0: mm-hmm, exactly you're
1: well, like can hey, we I all fight about
0: yeah they're not gonna pull it off well you like, but you're the one that had the idea you're not gonna make yeah. it yeah yeah but that's it's not the... gonna get pulled off
1: yeah no no that's that's the that's the paradox of fan service in the star wars world <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> uh people do that with their own lives all the time
1: No, oh, yeah and where do you think where do you think they got it you mm-hmm. know
0: From Star Wars fan service.
1: Exactly. It's (laughs) human nature, my friend. (laughs) It all starts with Star Wars fan service. And why is that, Aaron? Because it's all from a galaxy far, far away a long time Mm -hmm. ago.
0: Yeah. And then the male guy comes in and goes, Long time ago. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I was like, All right, this guy, I get him. Guys, you guys are like, Wait a second. This isn't an episode based on. Yeah on an episode? No. What do you guys what do you mean you're doing an episode not based on an episode? I warned you. I warned you we were <laughs> going to do this and here we are. We're doing it. Guys, is this the way? It's a Mandalorian podcast. Our first episode not specifically breaking down an episode. We are going to break down The Dark Saber. Yeah. It's uh Heck Yeah, we are. Yeah, which is weird cuz well, Andy and I came up with this idea, Andy was like oh cool yeah I'll send over a couple episodes for you to watch so you can know about it Uh, (laughs) apparently someone bought a circular saw inside my window hey there next door to me by the way is a hotel so someone brought their circular saw to a hotel that's uh... perfect stimulus check going up putting you know putting America back to work (laughs) one hotel room at a time but uh, yeah Andy's like all right cool here's a couple episodes and I'm like oh no problem easy peasy and then you're like Wait a second. Did I just trade in doing a whole show about one episode to doing a show about seven episodes? Pretty much. (laughs) But (laughs) I will say the time did go by really fast. After the first episode of Rebels, I was like, oh man, 20 minutes is way short. It's a way short amount of time. And then plus it's like two minutes of like opening credits music and two minutes at the end. So you're just like, whoa. Yeah, like those three episodes that got me started only took an hour and i was like this is okay you know what i i get it i can see this it looked much worse it, it looked like, it
1: looked some sort of group project for school right is what you were thinking yeah and and then but and that's partly because we're used to the 35 to 40 something minute you know episodes that are in the mandalorian shows but yeah like you said that when you when you get down to it you know they're really, and, and we, you know, just as a passing aside, you can understand, or it's so much harder, I bet, to write a Rebels episode or a Clone Wars episode. Just You think because. it's harder? Oh yeah, I bet. I bet it's harder.
0: I feel like, well, okay. So there was less layering in those cartoons. Yes, that's true. And so I was like, oh, I could see how these could also fly by much faster to write on it. I feel like the three episode arc I saw I mean, I saw a couple episode arcs before you guys get too worried about this. The yeah. first three episode arc I saw was all the work of writing one Mandalorian. Yeah.
1: And and, and, and you can see because of the way that so. um, So I, I pulled up my little homework assignment to Aaron that I sent him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just just real quick. So the introduction was um, I had linked him, uh, Alex from uh, Star Wars Explained, uh, did a really nice concise um, uh, history of the dark Yeah, I watched
0: then, a couple of videos about the history yeah. of the dark saber but then I watched a couple episodes of rebels and then a couple episodes of clone wars
1: yep and so clone wars season 5 episodes four, uh, 14 15 16 is the arc that Aaron is talking that's about that's mm-hmm. correct and then um, and then I in in pulling stuff from uh, wikipedia I noticed that there there was um, there was a season four um, episode, but I don't know if you saw if you watched that because I kind of said, like, eh, if you want to watch it, you can. Um, and then No, Rebel- I went straight
0: to Clone Wars after that, or was okay. it Rebels? I went
1: to you went, yeah, the went to so Rebels, Rebels would have been afterwards, yeah. And so, just yeah, and for, for, for timeline perspective, right? The Clone Wars, the Clone Wars stuff happened earlier, that's all, um, mm-hmm. you know, far before Battle of Yavin uh, during the prequels timeline. And then Rebels is is in the timeline, you know, just before Battle of Yavin. Uh, and so that was, um, well, that was abrupt. Um, so that was season three, I believe, uh, episodes 11. Uh, and 15 11, and 16. 15, 16. And then um, it's they started season four with a two episode episode. Uh, two episodes together, and it was called Heroes of Mandalore, and 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 that to me was, to me probably the the one that we'll we'll see from your your reactions, but that's the one I feel that has the best catalyst of seeing the dark together, and then also sort of showing us the the Mandalorian homeworld. So,
0: all right, and so uh, to bring us back down to casual listening levels, yeah, yeah. Now that we've talked about the numbers, uh, I let's start. From the very beginning, as they say in *Sound of Music*. Yeah, and that is the dark saber was created by Tarvisla. Yes. And how long ago was that? That was a long time ago.
1: So, uh, well, i hear I'll it, give galaxy the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I'll get the exact answer just because it'll make someone laugh. But it's—I mm-hmm. believe it's uh, 1032 BBY. So it's mm-hmm. uh, so it's a but it, it's uh, Tarvisla was the first. Uh, the first Mandalorian to be um, accepted into the Jedi Order, and uh, and he trained with the with the, the Jedi Order, and he uh, ultimately achieved the rank of Jedi Knight. But just as a quick aside for for um, folks, so. Part of the process of being a Jedi that we we get we've seen in some of the animated series is the process of, and we've seen some in some of the features as well, is building your own lightsaber, mm-hmm. uh, and and so to a certain extent the the uh, prequels were all about like colorful lightsabers. <laughs> and so you know kind of everybody had a color and you know except the you know only mace had purple but you know we saw a lot of different colors and i I think part of the thing that was interesting about um, the uniqueness of tar visla being the only mandalorian brought into the order was that his blade that he made that he crafted was actually a black blade Mm. Uh, and i believe at least from the way that uh, pablo hidalgo and other people that talk about the you know the creation of some of these things like story-wise this is a dave filoni and a george lucas together coming up with the creation of the dark saber
0: yeah and of course it is unlike any other lightsaber truly a -a one-of-a-kind item that he created which then becomes kind of the excalibur of Mandalore. yes yeah it does those who hold it control mandalore yeah
1: And that's, you know, the, and there's uh, there's some, you know, I- intrigue around uh, how it becomes that much like Excalibur. Um, but mm-hmm. after uh, after reaching the rank of Jedi Knight, um, it, a lot of this is sort of Legends legacy. So it's kind of on the edge of the canon. So as we as we start looking into season three, loyal listeners will know Aaron and I usually don't spend a lot of time speculating um, so what we talk about with the Darksaber, we're just going to very lightly talk about because season three could could shape or solidify what we know about it when
0: we're. Yeah. We're, when you sell it um, from the outside of canon, you're like, well, this dark saber has now become canon. Yeah. But all these other things and they're showing that a decent amount of the history that is in Clone Wars and Rebels yep. is being completely transferred. The, the credits transfers directly in.
1: And it's not. They this have made
0: reference to Bo-Katan's life seems to be pretty intact as far yeah. as canon. To-
1: totally, and this is not like uh, someone trying to pass uh, Mon call Flan on us, right? This is like the straight credits. So, uh, so what, what? I mean is, I was just going to mention the the backstory of what we know about Tarvisla, and that is very much in sort of the the Specter of Legends. So mm. we have elements that come in to that, but he left. We he believed we he left the Jedi Order went back to Mandalore was uh, United at Mandalore uh, ruled uh, uh, for a period of time. Uh, and then we don't know how, but after his passing, the dark saber ends up back in the Jedi temple. And so that's where yeah, I was headed, headed with that. Yep. And it's kept there. And for those, uh, for folks that played the old Republic games, um, they may remember that there was an element, you know, sort of a story MacGuffin, if you will, about this notion of Tarvisla's helmet was a, a big part of of um, the Old Republic games. Um, again, that's all sort of legends, but the the notion is around the time of the Old Republic, House Visla breaks into the Jedi Temple and steals the Dark back, and then brings it back to Mandalore, and that's really the point when it becomes. Sort of the symbol of the thing the ruler of Mandalore Ma- yeah, the territory Mandalore. cup if you will. Yes, the territory cup. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things right the Ashes cup, uh, the Stanley Cup, you know any of these grand amazing uh, things.
0: but also I know that to break into the Jedi Temple, but it really yeah. is going to its rightful place. That's it is going to its rightful place picture totally. of it yeah where it's yeah. just like, oh yeah no, 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 this was maybe kept here but it really should go back and hang out at this place. It's kind of like, although you can win the Stanley cup, it does go hang out at the hockey hall of fame for the most part.
1: Totally. That's right. But it's house, but let's think about this, right? It's a little bit like if Italians decided to go break into the Louvre and take Mona Lisa back to where Mona Lisa is supposed to be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly, so... <laughs> and they put it in
0: wherever, like, I don't know where the Pope's house is or whatever, but yeah. they put it in somewhere, a holy place for everyone in the holy land to go investigate look at and worship it's not like it's like this isn't this isn't a giant (laughs) looting this is to to put their creed in the center of their own creation and land
1: and and i just mention it because it's one of these things where the the sort of territoriality of it so the fact that house visla does this um it's a it's a just uh, it was a just thing for them to do. But the point, you know, is that the rift between the Mandalorians and the Jedi kind of goes a long way back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the point of our conversation, we don't need to go into that. That's way back. That's like, you know, yeah. like three thousand years before the other sort of things we're talking about. But, but something the, that's
0: not canon, the Mandalorian yet. Yes. But is I just think it has to become is that Maul ends up with this
1: yeah and well it okay so well just to just just to offer as an aside it how maul ends up with it is canon because it's because clone wars and rebels are included in in what we consider canon okay Um, so so it is so it is canon but um but i'll and and we can we'll we'll trace a little bit into that but because in my
0: mind although everything that's happened in those so far has proven to be canon and mandalorian yeah i'm like that doesn't necessarily have to be true throughout all of it it's just so far that's the way it's been that's the track record
1: yeah and i think what you're hinting at and i'm just i'm being you know a little fiddly with my my terminology but what you're hinting at is is that things will often get introduced in the animated series and then they're sort of clarified in live mm-hmm. action and so that That's that true. could that could be something that we're we're gonna see right um yeah but but the the notion is you know from the from sort of uh where we're at with this so this happens around the old republic time um, the fall of the old Republic, because someone will, someone will be interested in that is, you know, that's, um, right about maybe a thousand BBY, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've mentioned this, so loyal listeners bear with me, but there's a sort of, of Greek city state style, style structure to kind of how Mandalorian space is ruled and how power sort of flows within, um, the wider Mandalorian world. Um, uh, so there's, or you can also describe this. I think on Wikipedia, the way they describe it is that, that there's a pyramidal power structure. So there's a Mandalore ruler, and then mm-hmm. you know whatever house he is from sort of has uh, has a, a you know a bit more clout or power, and then there are other houses and they'll be allied, um, you know, either in opposition or alongside or sort of you know for the kind of like
0: Congress if we had more than a two-party system.
1: Yes. And then underneath the houses there are clans, and so as an aside, you know, I've said you know probably five times now I've used the term House Visla, and and so what 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 for folks that are curious, just to as from since we're following along with a little bit of our our sort of Wikipedia edition of this, is this the way? um, Mm -hmm. Clan Clan Saxon, Clan Visla, and Clan Wren make up. Um, what we at least know of as House Vespula. So the clans are that kind of the tribe level, um, and then for us as a point of reference, right? Um, clan Mudhorn is a clan of two, right? And so they're not allied with a house, but um, but that you know, in essence, Din and uh, Din and Grogu make up uh, Clan Mudhorn just for a, a point of reference for us. So for that's for like folks burning that, AOC. Yes, exactly, or the squad, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So so you know. Uh, the, the people who've watched Clone Wars will be probably familiar with some of these folks because um, Clan, Clan Saxon is probably the most scoundrelly of the clans because um, they had individuals who, who had allied with uh, the Imperials, and that was something we saw in the Clone Wars arc. Um, and so uh, that's one notion of so you know Clan Saxon, Clan Visla, We see uh, pre Vizsla in the in the arc that Aaron that I had a- asked Aaron to watch. And pre Vizsla is um, pre is voiced by John Favreau, and ah. uh, and so uh, so that was and he does you know,
0: appear in Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. And, and so, um, well, no, he his a relative of his appears in, in Mandalorian, uh, Paz Vizsla. Yeah. So, um, and pre just for folks that think of, you know, like funny Star Wars-y things, um, it's a joke to the, uh, one of the animators. Uh, they do pre-visualizations and they came up with the name pre-Vizsla as a play on pre-visualizations oh. of the animation. That's um, fun. Yeah, so kind of like R two D two, right? It was real two, real two, dat two. I think was the R two D two reference. Um, but so Pre visla is is our sort of point of reference of the holder of um, the dark in in Clone Wars, um, and he comes hails from House Visla. That's a lot of things. Nice. So anyway, sorry. So, this
0: I don't know. This definitely it feels like a like a college course. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna go through some like we're making star wars history feel like actual history um
1: <laughs> i and you know what's funny is is in my prep for this i was like i i'm like well this this is kind of like this in our history and this is kind of like this in our history and uh-huh. i'm like so i may bring that up as like a comparison so um so yeah so it's yeah which i, I
0: watched this and i'm just like oh man what's this episode going to be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm hoping to make this feel as community college as possible for you guys. Um that's my goal in this episode. Uh <laughs> okay, wait. So we're at the previs the part. Yeah, I and, mean and,
1: and if we, we can go backward and forward however you'd like, but I, I was just trying to I was just trying to get us from where I started in the backstory to,
0: to the arc that was the first that you watched. Of course. Um, but I'm trying to I yeah, I'm trying to pull us up to it because you know oh, we're, okay, still on okay. our, we're still in our we're our post history. Like we don't yeah, have okay. like this is explained in the cartoons, but this isn't really like shown. It's almost no, no, like no. this is the. Like the the scrolling before a Star Wars movie, where it really is setting uh, the yeah, stage the, of the yep. Dark Saber still before actually getting to the meat of it. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm like, oh, but we're really close to the meat.
1: OK, I, w- I want the I want to gnaw on the meat. Let's gnaw on the meat.
0: Yeah, well, take me there, Andy. <laughs> 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 all right you have a way better understanding of this than i do i'm oh i know i know I, well, perspective of this like yeah i didn't know what the dark saber was until mandalorian um and then i was like well better look into this yeah and no, i'm only no. kind of like as it's shown to me and this week is my first time really watching these episodes yeah so so the so
1: um so we'll we'll i'll i will point you or i will bring us to our uh to our entree so Close. um so the the Visla name is is one that has um, has significant pride, I would say, um, mm-hmm. and you you get a little bit of that taste in some of the ways that uh, the there's a giant statue of Tar of Tarvisla that's on um, that's on Mandalore, and that appears in some of these really short cartoons, like uh, Force of Destiny. There's a short. Um, hmm. Cartoon where Tarvisla, this like giant stone statue of Tarvisla, is, um, is there, and so, um, so there's this clout that kind of comes with the dark saber, the helmet of Tarvisla, and that name, and then there is this tone of sort of um, the the notion that. They are a warlike. the The, the House isla is a sort of warlike house, and they are, are sort of under the patriot. Uh, they're they're patriots in what they believe is uh, the way of the Mandalore uh, mm-hmm. or the way of the Mandalorian people. And so, it's a little bit. Uh, I would say all of what I just said is is captured in Din's comment to Quill, explaining why he won't surrender his weapons in season one, or he says weapons are part of my religion. Uh, yes. And so, so I would say that there's, there is a fanatical tone to the way that, that house feast operates. But what is also mixed with that is this idea that they will pretty much do anything to get their way. And that makes them a with the darker, uh, the sort of darker seedier crime sides of the star Wars universe. And so, um, there's, there's a bit of a tone in clone wars that I know some, if some of the fans who have watched it all will, will know, there's this very strange storyline about this idea of the new Mandalorians. And they're kind of, uh, in essence, this, they're trying to to be a peaceful pro- progressive society and underneath the covers, um, uh, people are not really, <laughs> they're not really digging that. And, the the actual moniker of House Visla isn't really brought up in the actions, but in the shadows, it's really House Visla under the arm of Death Watch that is trying mm-hmm. to bring down this pacifist New Mandalorian party and be able to replace them with a proper Tar Visla, you know, more uh, traditional uh, aggressive, more traditional aggressive, you know, not getting pushed around uh, mm-hmm. individual and so yeah well they
0: are warriors
1: they are they're a warrior they're you know they're a warrior well but actually, night they-
0: owls do seem to be kind of more i don't want to say law-abiding but more they feel like well they, they're feel hybrid. like they're trying to be they're what are they they're a
1: hybrid right i mean yeah. so 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 what what we have in the in um the new mandalorians they're led by um by duchess satine Kreese and our mm-hmm. christ i guess i i've i'm Forgive my pronunciation. I think it's either Kreis or Kreis. I think it's Kreis. Um, But Bo-Katan is uh, Duchess uh, Satine, Kreese's is, is uh, sister. Um, oh. And so uh, Bo-Katan really uh, resonates with the way of um, the Mandalorian people being sort of through um, through their warrior traditions. And so she is allied with, uh, with Pre Vizsla. And, and so in essence, there's this there's this sort of tone and, and just, you know, forgive me, because uh, well, we'll see how this resonates with you, Aaron. We'll see because I know you're somewhat a student of history, but the um, the New Mandalorians are a bit like the Weimar Republic in, in Germany. Like they were installed. They're kind of installed and they're attempting to be this sort of progressive thing. And it, it goes horribly wrong. Uh, and that you know, in essence, the collapse of the Weimar Republic after World War II in Germany sort of leads to what we saw in, in World War II, um, and so so that there was a, a naivete sort of assigned at least in the in the arcs that are shown in in Clone Wars around whether or not Duchess Satine can really bring. This, this warrior-like peoples and govern in a way that would, would bring that forward. Oh. And so in essence, Death Watch, becomes this terrorist organization who will do whatever they can to to take down the the new Mandalorians and they're almost like an Irish Republic Army kind of a thing where oh. they're they're just in their actions um, they're very much uh, drawn uh, from tradition and that tradition is also what makes the the rift between those people so deep. And and at the same time, depending on what elements you bring in from the legends tradition, which you'll see a little bit of coverage from Alex on on the Star Wars Explained, and then in Star Wars Theory and a few other the, the YouTube channels, the <laughs> the Death Watch was not necessarily like an up and up organization, uh, and and we see that in the arc by the fact that they're gonna they're like sort pretty much living by the the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and. Uh-huh. In the wake of a previous arc in uh, Clone Wars, Darth Maul uh, and his brother end up finding themselves um, basically waylaid in space in an escape pod. And they have passed out because they didn't have enough oxygen. And Previsla and the Death Watch crew grab them, save them. And then because they're sort of struggling they need troops they need numbers they need the ability to continue to make strikes they ally themselves with maul and that's how maul gets into the world Um, it's probably not worth going too deep on this but the idea is you know maul survives episode one he falls down that uh, trash chute he ends up getting dumped into the outer uh, outer rim uh, and he's saved in this outer rim and eventually brought back through in, in the Clone Wars uh, arcs. So if you're interested in that, if you go to if you go to the Maul page in Wikipedia, you can see the particular episodes that lead hmm. up to that. But so Maul is back. He's allied with Pre and they're in essence doing whatever they can to create problems for the new Mandalorians. And so that Pre thinks that he's going to be able to take control of Mandalore. Um, and that's which is really oh. where
0: the story of this like really gets meaty. Yep. Is yeah. that they had this sword? It's been what they've used to ha- kind of king or queen and govern their totally. Mandalorian people. And it's been just Tarvisla is the original to Previsla, which is really brought it into a more of a modern time. Yep. And then Maul gets involved with Previsla, and now we've completely kind of were straying from the Mandalorian way because they had this leader that's astray that we yep. know, Darth Maul, as being, uh, I mean, violent. He's just violent. Yeah. He's the dark side. Well, so the dark side found a way to take over the Mandalorian government for a little and he, bit. he... In
1: in Maul, in essence, just to throw another you know random aside. Clearly, I enjoyed history. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a bit like Nero from the Roman Emperor perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit in that regard, where he's he's really kind of blood bloodthirsty. And so the 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 issue with that, you know, unholy kind of uh, allegiance between Mall, um, between Mall and Previsla. Is that Visla knows because of the dark which you know mm-hmm. which is our whole point of trying to pull this thread through, that he has the proper claim to the throne, and yeah, which Maul... is what the, which
0: is what the episodes Andy sent me. Those are the first yeah. ones. <clears throat> is Previsla losing the throne to Maul. Yes, and so like I watched their battle and yep that turn of the dark saber and to see the people of Mandalore not even question they're like well no he's the guy that has the dark saber now it wasn't like he's undeserving of the dark saber; he has it there's no other question we need to ask he's now our leader
1: well in the the real notion there right is what's the what's the adage uh game game respects game right um uh, mm-hmm. is really kind of where that seems to come from and so um the interesting notion here is that you know that so the there's this challenge eventually comes arc that again is season five uh, 14 15 16 episodes um where uh visla and maul um are are challenged in one-on-one combat uh and you know the notion here is that you know pre-Visla, you know he's a he's a strong uh capable warrior uh, but he is not on task for fighting a trained sith master uh, and it doesn't go well and... Well, no,
0: as we saw in Mandalorian, I'm going to assume at this yeah. point in our conversation that everyone's seen every episode, we watched Luke Skywalker go through uh, a whole battle yes. very fast in like about 90 seconds, two minutes that took all of the Mandalorian crew a good half an hour to get through because the Jedi are just more trained in this. They are yeah. just a stronger breed. And so there was no real contest. And when i watched this initially i was like yes i get that there's no contest and i watched uh maul kill vizsla but i didn't understand the historical context until later yeah, yeah.
1: and so so for for us so we hear so, so pulling back you know it's kind of pulling back for a moment from the so so to me this is the this is our filet this is the meat um uh, mm-hmm. we're well, pulling back for a moment so, and then we'll, and then we'll fill in for where we, where we were to, to chapter 16, but there's this talk of, you know, that the saber is only acquired through combat or, mm-hmm. or true claim to the saber, um, to, to, to the dark saber, uh, is to come through one-on-one combat. And so this is this moment, you know, that happens in, in clone wars is when we get to see that happen. Uh, where mm-hmm. there's, there, there is this challenge. There is this, and then, yeah, as, we saw as... a
0: clean transfer of hands and power, yep.
1: Yeah. which was...
0: is we're going to find mud in that later in the waters, Totally. which is exactly why you brought that up.
1: Yep. And I was just like, if I, if I don't, then I'll gloss over it. And then I'll, I'll have missed, you know, the, yeah. the meat on that bone. Um, yeah. That, I said you're right. that is very, to...
0: I didn't think about that, but it is very important to show that in wrestling to me, it, that is the context of when someone lays flat in the middle of the ring and the opponent gets the clean one two three which doesn't happen very often that really is a transfer of the the championship belt there's nothing else to argue that storyline's over yeah and there's there's no disqualification
1: or anything that where there's fishy right it's like a clean there's no disputing it
0: and much like you said it has to be like this challenge and it's accepted and then there's a battle There's a 24-7 title in WWE where you can just pin the guy whenever, wherever, at his wedding, on an airplane, doesn't matter. (laughs) And they'll transfer the belt over. And it's so that's the whole fun of that is to watch people just mischievously just take it. The person will be taking a nap and they'll just put their finger on him and like they'll get the belt now. Which cannot be done like this because this is also a transfer of government power. So it's like, no, no, you have to challenge. That challenge has to be accepted. It has to be a clean victor. Which... We got to watch with Vizsla Mall. Mall now is the clean victor. Has yep. the dark saber in control of Mandalore. What happens next, Andy?
1: So there's, there's, well, there's, there's. We'll talk about, or I will hint in any direction, but I will show mm-hmm. restraint, which I normally don't show. But in, in essence, Mall Mall is is basically. Um, he he he's achieved what he knew he was going to do all along, but Pre Visla wasn't hip to. I think, mm-hmm. um, at least when when you're watching that arc, I think you I think people can un, kind of understand how sort of power mad or power hungry Maul yeah. is in that. And so now that he has the throne, he's like, okay, I'm just going to use this as how uh, to, to basically have more power within my wider crime syndicate. And so yep. uh, Visla and him had basically pulled together the pikes, the huts. Um, uh, I think uh, I'm trying to remember. There's another, there's another um, black sun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Black sun. There's, there's a bunch of different crime um, organizations that are pulled together into the shadow collective. And in essence, he's like, okay, now that I have this control, now it's time for us to operate, you know, and with complete impunity, and this is notable for people who watched Solo and were surprised by the end of Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, and so the, the notion here being that that Maul, in essence, um, was this crime overlord. And, and he basically goes through that operation. Um, so the restraint I will show is that, that Darth Sidious knows this is all happening, quote unquote, because he knows everything. Yes. Uh, and he comes and, and basically kicks Maul's ass uh, at, at a period yeah, of time.
0: Disowns go ahead.
1: Yeah, and basically says you're 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 not you're not, you know, like I, I'm I'm not I have nothing to do with you. And then yeah, you're no uh, longer my apprentice. Yeah, and, and then get he, out of here. He spares his life for some odd reason. Um, he's imprisoned, uh, but Maul uh, escapes and then ends up back kind of in the mm. in power in throne. Um, for those that haven't watched season seven of of Clone Wars, then you get to see uh, the the dis, you know the dethroning of of Maul um, at that point. Which, by
0: the way, if you haven't watched any of these cartoons and you're listening, and go, oh, this sounds interesting. That's why you should be watching Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, and so you, you get know, to watch one, the un-
0: recreation of Maul. Totally. You get to watch him take over a a whole government, become a crime yeah. lord, and then lose it all,
1: and then so lose it's it like all, which Scarface is
0: Scarface all- with Darth Maul.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, Aaron had mentioned, um, you know, Luke's Luke's sort of progression on the on the ship in Chapter 16, um, which, you know, to some folks is like kind of the light side version of Vader's hallway scene Mm -hmm. in Rogue One. Well, in season seven, there's there's a very much in the same vein as both of those kick ass hallway sequences, um, but with Maul. Uh, which I would say is, is worth watching the entire, uh, any, you know, like to get to that is, is well worth watching. Um, if you, if I'm spoiling it for you, my sincere apologies, but I'm trying to motivate folks to go watch season seven. So we end by up, by with- the way,
0: if you are spoiled and mad at us, go ahead and yeah. rate reviews, subscribe to this totally. podcast, give us five stars and tell yes. us why you're mad.
1: Tell tell us why you're so so mad. I want to know. Um and so where we end up with with in season seven, there's this sort of chaos uh ensuing, um, sort of as they're trying to take a captured maul and bring him back uh to Coruscant for actual trial. And uh in essence, what the the location of the darksaber during that time is the part that I was sort of hinting at earlier where it's like it's in Legends. We don't quite know. Apparently Maul has it or has mm-hmm. it hidden in a location. Uh, and and we don't know that uh, until we get to Star Wars Rebels. And that's the other uh, the other arc that I'd asked Aaron to watch. And so Again, for folks that don't know that Darth Maul is alive, then some of this stuff is, you know, maybe perhaps like you. once you get past the anger that Darth Maul got cut in half and fell down a shaft and he's still alive. Trust me, it's well worth uh, him as an antagonist in, in all these different series. Um, but we end up we end up pulling uh, we end up in this in these situations where Maul now is is um a true threat to the ghost crew, which is the, the main uh, focus of the story in, in Rebels, which includes a Mandalorian named Sabine Wren, who's from Clan Wren, who has traces back into House Vizsla. Uh And so we have a few things, which from a story arc perspective, probably aren't worth going into, but they end up in a situation where, where Maul has brought them back to his home planet of Dathomir and Sabine Wren has the chance to steal the Darksaber off of the holding place and or altar throne whatever you want to call it uh, that Maul had that Maul basically left them uh, sort of unsupervised and Which is kind now... of reminiscent
0: to when House Visla took it from the Jedi yes. Order except <laughs> the dark side
1: yes so it's the you know careful who you invite into your house and in the case of the jedi temple you know they didn't mm-hmm. invite them but yeah so now it's it sort of is swiped uh and then comes back into the hands of um of a mandalorian of a true individual who uh who would understand the significance of it um i believe uh that sabine Wren's kind of reactions to it was you know i did i don't believe this is one i don't believe that this still exists and it's kind of a little bit Mm -hmm. like ray's reaction uh to han solo saying like all the stories are true right so here's i was going to
0: compare it to ray's reaction to luke skywalker's lightsaber ah
1: when you remember when she ran across
0: that and it was just like oh wait what yeah like the man of legends yeah that's much much better
1: yeah that's a much better reference um so so sabine wren just a real quick story point um she has like an art history side to her that's part of that comes from her father um her mother is actually the more warlike of her parents uh and she is the she is the true um the she is the true or matriarch of um of house wren um, in at least the star wars rebels time frame uh and so Sabine Wren um, basically takes the the saber but then when she gets back with the rest of the crew gives it to Kanan Jarrus, who's the Jedi uh, the Jedi that's teaching Ezra Bridger um, and so there's this sort of notion of of Sabine has the dark saber but she doesn't she isn't really ready to have it there's a significant concern but calling back to the the duels with Previsla and and such whereby just just the very nature of Sabine being a Mandalorian with the dark saber in her possession, someone would challenge her to a fight uh, and it could go particularly bad uh, if she's not oh. trained. And so there's a bit of a Mr. Miyagi training arc that's offered for uh saber skills that's in the arc of, uh, I think that's, I think that's uh, 14 and 15, the season three, 14, 15. Um, and then we get this notion of a trained Sabine Wren uh, leading a Mandalore, a, a collective of fans to fans um, to overthrow Clan the individuals from Clan Saxon who are now Imperial, uh, allied with the Imperials and have control of Mandalore. And that's the beginning of season four. That's again, the Heroes of Mandalore uh, two-part episode that I mentioned. So uh, we have uh, Gar Saxon, And uh, and gosh, I can't think of the other Saxon's name. Um, that's the governor. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you don't know, so it's okay.
1: Um, someone will be like, "Oh, you can always correct me in the reviews." That's a great way to do it. Um, and so we had this sort of my favorite part whenever that
0: happens is they go, "That's why I should be on this show instead of you." And I go, "Thank you." (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey there, there you go. You know, which guys, you're
0: you're welcome to to take over my show. You just gotta challenge me to my saber yes yes and then we need to battle (laughs) it out
1: (laughs) yeah well it's, it's like it's a bit like the mike watt thing though right like start your own show Um, right. So Mike Watt would always tell me to start my own band whenever I would, uh, I'd shower him with compliments. Um, so, so there you go. Uh, but so we, we have this moment in, um, in season four or, you know, the first two episodes of season four, where we can see the Imperial occupation of, uh, Mandalore, uh, in that challenge. And in essence, it's Sabine Wren and Bo-Katan Crace. Who are mm-hmm. leading uh, that charge. And so we end that two episode story arc with Sabine yielding
0: the Darksaber uh, to Bo-Katan. Um, Which is now going to have a huge impact yes. on the future of the show Mandalorian. Yes. Because Bo-Katan accepts it.
1: Yes, totally. And she this totally is not, accepts it.
0: This is not a battle. This yeah. is not a clear transfer of power and it is not welcomed by the Mandalorians the way that they didn't even question Darth Maul becoming the leader of Mandalore yep. when he murdered a Mandalorian and he's just, just happens to be a great villain. Yeah. Like this is like, Oh no, we're going to transfer this power because it's the person we believe should have it. And they're like, no, no murder, no fight. Yeah. We don't, we don't accept this.
1: Well there's an interesting thing and I kind of passed over this for a moment. So so I should I should offer this because this is one one of those things that you notice on reviewings of these things. So so you, in the arcs of the Clone Wars we see mostly human representations of Mandalorian people. And yes. and so so it if you were confused about this idea of the Mandalore man, the being a Mandalorian is about creed and not and not about race, that is, that it was somewhat you know, I would say confusing in, in Clone Wars. And so understanding that it's a creed makes the acceptance of Maul as leader I think a little more real, uh, mm-hmm. where it's not like this alien dude who has tattoos on his face, who's a Sith Lord, and also you know uh, he's basically El Chapo in space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he, you know, the fact that he is accepted is a, a little bit easier if you understand uh, the notion of from the the That's perspective true, yeah. of I mean, being a creed. This is the so way. This is the way. Uh, so indeed. I was like,
0: ah, th- th- what do we even feel about that? What does it matter? This is the way. Yeah, this it doesn't is the matter way. what you feel right. about it. And so they did not, that was not the way to hand yeah. over and accept. And so I was like, how do you feel about it? doesn't matter. This isn't the way. And, and so, go ahead.
1: Well, no, and, and so then, so we see this notion of a peaceful transfer. We see a peaceful transfer of, um, of the saber from, uh, from Sabine Wren, to Bo-Katan in front of everyone that fought in that in that conflict yeah. so just I just that's worth mentioning right so when we look at chapter 16 you know there really is only the witnesses on the bridge of Gideon's ship that would know mm-hmm. how bo got the saber right and so if yeah. you want to be really crude you're like well just kill Gideon and and then we'll just keep the secret, right? And it'll be like yeah. the Star Wars version of I know what you did last summer, um, and it'll all work out. But um, so every, all of those individuals, all of those fighters, all those warriors knew that Sabine Ren yielded it to Bo-Katan. And so what we uh. don't, what we don't know. That's going to likely be probably filled in, maybe through flashback or things like that. We won't spend a whole lot of time on this again because, like I said, Aaron, Aaron, and I don't really try to speculate as much. But after that, here is a Mandalore season four episode one and two. Then the Bo-Katan is the ruler of Mandalore, but there is still imperial, the imperial occupation or in the imperial situation, and so somewhere uh-huh. between Bo-Katan getting the dark saber. And where we are in episode eight, or I'm sorry, chapter eight of season one. Um, so the Darksaber is lost to Moff Gideon. And so yeah, Moff in, Gideon in,
0: eventually gets it in some way, somehow unknown to us. We, well, we will, know, I, we know it's around the purge,
1: right? So mm-hmm. we know that we know that the great that we, well, we know because of season two that Bo-Katan survived the great purge. And we mm-hmm. know that Gideon was there and we know that that's the connection for how he knows Din Djarin's name. And so we, we but what we don't know is, you know, did Bo-Katan lose uh, lose the saber to to Gideon in a fight? Was it a challenge? Um, you know, did Gideon get it by questionable means? He seems to understand the rules of how it's supposed to be transferred. So um, but that and could they be, both
0: respect it over. Yes. Over their hate for each other. which is fascinating. And that's why I feel like this has to be part of the storyline that we're going to be getting in season three. We'll be filling in these holes. These are the current holes that we have at the time of this posting. So so that's like, I know that we are a show that's filling in answers, (laughs) but it's also really fun to say, these are the answers we don't know yet that Star Wars is leading to us. And, you know, they always do the slow reveal. And I love this about Star Wars. Yeah. And so currently wikipedia lists that dinjarin is the holder of the black saber the dark saber i'm sorry um that's a huge screw up i know that now you guys are like i'm definitely challenging him we'll fix it
1: we'll fix it in post
0: since i do post we're not gonna (laughs) um i'm gonna just release it like that no but they have dinjarin listed as that and i know that dinjarin didn't want that you yeah. wanted to just hand it over to Bo-Katan and be like, all right, cool, story's over for this part of the thing. And that's not what happened. And no. so we're about to watch now that Din Djarin has the Darksaber and now he's the ruler of Mandalore, but doesn't want it and wants to hand it over to Bo-Katan. Very interesting that both him and Sabinran chose the same person to be like, no, yes. no, no, you are the rightful owner, the person who should be ruling this land. And now we have to watch how that plays out versus what everybody wants versus the way.
1: Totally. So the and and the other thing too that there's there's well and so just as an aside I don't we you know we don't we oh, we don't we just talk about how awesome the show is but I don't know that we shower the the sort of uh, portrayal of these people but Katie Sakov's uh, acting in in chapter sixteen I think is r- really excellent and I think we won't well. I don't think we'll know how excellent it is until we see more of the complete story. And in, 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 I don't
0: think we will until the end of season three. Yeah. But, but there definitely is, if you go back and watch in her face, she's mad because she wants yeah. to accept the saber, but she also knows that she can't because she's also, even the actress is well aware of the history because she voiced the character in the cartoon. Yes. How cool is that? And That's so cool. she's well aware of all of that. And she's able to express all that in her face through a matter of a second and a half before being like, no, you you're the ruler of mandalore congratulations
1: <laughs> yes i'm so happy for you so the one I mean, thing I'll, that's our I'll, current
0: history of the dark saber andy um you're raising your hand
1: yeah well no no so i just i just want to offer one little thing just because we got to din Dinjar and mm-hmm. being the the holder of it and i wanted to kind of go all the way back and so okay. uh so Tarvisla is the first and only, to our knowledge, first and only Jedi to be brought, or to of of a Mandalorian descent to be brought into the Jedi Order. And there's this sort of this sort of bridge between two warring factions, to the Jedi and to the Mandalorian people, of how you know disparate that group was. And I would just offer as an aside that we have been seeing throughout Chapter all the chapters in season one and season two about how din lives in between these groups, right? Yeah. He, so does. he he's Happily a friend and
0: on purpose. in in between, yes,
1: He's a friend of the Tuscan Raiders and he understands the Tuscan Raider perspective. He also understands the mining town's perspective. And so we get this kind of view within chapter 9 of how he's in between that, right? We get these different spots of where he's in between and I'm I'm wondering now if all of these all of these small character devices that have been happening that are just kind of neat Star Wars moments are actually pulling us into sort of in as a modern day tarvisla
0: now i don't like to uh go too far into the future with all of our speculation but that very well could be the end of the series
1: it could be right
0: (laughs) yeah that could be a way to end it after four seasons (laughs) and Um, i'm like you spoiled it (laughs) yeah exactly and if that is what happens now i have to go through this clip and pull that out
1: totally Well, if that happens, then I need to have a Venmo account so I can be like, I want my Venmo's. Come
0: on. (laughs) Andy and I used to have a bell when we watched football. And anytime Andy said something that came true (laughs) or the announcer would then announce after Andy announced it, we'd ring the bell. And if I have to ring the bell, (laughs) I'll buy you a Star Wars bell, Andy. (laughs) Andy, I just love uh, chatting about this. by, By ranking. Yeah. And there's not really a thing to rank here is there no, I mean there like is we're isn't. not gonna like on a scale of 1 to 10 how dark is the saber you know like
1: <laughs> <laughs> greatest lightsaber um, or uh, in a class of its own
0: <laughs> yeah well it's definitely a class of its own but it's um this I mean I think we did it Andy I think yeah is this the accomplished way?
1: the saber is pointing in that direction
0: gross mm-hmm.